The easiest way to get along in life is to meddle as little as possible. That had been Lumiki's model for years. No meddling, no messes, no sticking her nose in other people's business. If you were quiet and only spoke when you had something well thought out to say, you got to live in peace. Even now, she wanted simply to forget the whole business, forget the banknotes washed clean of blood. Unfortunately, she knew that wasn't an option. The bills were already stuck in her mind just as firmly as the smell that clung to them. She knew they wouldn't leave her in peace until she did something to clear up the mystery. She should probably tell the principal. That way Lumiki could make it someone else's problem, put it out of her own thoughts. Maybe the money had something to do with some art project. But in that case, it couldn't be real. But why would someone have gone to so much trouble making play money? The bills looked so real that the police would be sure to consider them forgeries, and forgery was a crime. Or maybe the bills were real. Lumiki couldn't think of a single good reason why someone would have decided to clean that much money in the darkroom of the high school. And what's more, leave it there behind an unlocked door. It was ridiculous. Her brain churned, trying to find a logical explanation, but without success. She closed her eyes and saw the bills hanging from the drying lines. Some critical, decisive detail that would reveal the answer seemed to be missing from the picture in her mind. And it wasn't like she was some Sherlock Holmes who could take one look and then instantly reconstruct the convoluted chain of events that led up to tons of cash hanging in a school darkroom. Lumiki had to talk to the principal. She should go and get the money and take it to the principal. Or should she not touch it? The sun beat down on the branches of the trees, which responded with a defiant glitter so dazzling it was painful to look at. Even in the warm classroom, Lumiki could hear the shrieking of the cold outside. She shivered. The stagnant air in the room was mind-numbing, and her thoughts plodded forward as if wadding through thick goo. Then she made a decision. Lumiki walked toward the dark room, wanting to confirm what she had seen. The whole scene had been so absurd that maybe she had imagined it, or misunderstood. What if only one of the banknotes was real and the rest were just monopoly money? Never jump to conclusions. That was Lumiki's second motto. Well, maybe calling them mottos was too pretentious. They were more like principles or thoughts that had been useful or beneficial at some point. Lumiki jumped when a boy walked around the corner. Tuka. Eighteen years old, the son of the principal a wannabe actor who thought he could play God's understudy if the call ever came. The teachers were amusingly adept at tolerating Tuka's swaggering, arrogant manner of speaking and his chronic tardiness. Tuka seemed to be in a hurry now, though. He probably would have shoved Lumiki with his elbow or backpack if she hadn't discreetly dodged him. She had learned to sidestep without people noticing her sidestepping. You had to time it just right and it had to be slight enough that it looked natural instead of like you were reacting to someone. Lumiki had learned to be neither irritating nor obsequious. Tuka continued walking, speeding up almost to a run. He barely even noticed Lumiki. Still, best to wait until he disappeared before heading to the darkroom. 
Once she was sure he was really gone, Lumiki opened the outer door, closed it, opened the darkroom door, and turned on the red light. Then she blinked two times. The scene remained the same. The money was gone. Lumiki cursed silently. This was what she got for not acting immediately. What was she going to do now? Go tell the principal that she had seen thousands of euros hanging in the dark room without any way to prove it? Wait until someone asked her about it and then describe what she'd seen? Forget the whole thing and chalk it up to a hallucination brought on by too little sleep and too much caffeine? She leaned against the dark room wall and closed her eyes. Something was bothering her again. Something out of place, something off. Her brain had recorded something, and now it was trying to figure out what didn't belong.